Welcome to the Building Confidence Podcast. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Tatiana Hardy-Stotz from our ESG reporting team to talk about why social issues are increasingly becoming an area of focus, where UK companies can start to prepare for the tidal wave of regulations at UK, EU and international level, and the challenges we're hearing from clients. Tatiana, thank you for joining me today. I'm delighted to be here. There's been a big focus within the ESG world on the E of ESG and, and environmental uh, concerns and topics. I think it's high time that we, we really moved on to the S and, and social considerations. So I'm going to dive right into what our listeners uh, want to hear. I'd like to kick off with our discussion with why social issues are becoming an increasing area of focus and why is it so topical today? We've seen a renewed focus on um, social factors and the, the S in ESG. Now, COVID was a really clear example of how social factors impact how businesses operate and create value. We've seen also that clients have continued to build momentum off the back of climate-related disclosures to dive deeper into other material ESG topics, such as their management of um, social topics. And social topics are quite broad. You know, they can include diversity and inclusion, employee well-being, responsible supply chain management, human rights and social impact, and even things like privacy and cybersecurity. Now, we did some research. In, in 2021, we released the 12th edition of the KPMG Global Survey of Sustainability Reporting, and that provided a detailed look at the global trends in sustainability reporting globally. KPMG professionals reviewed sustainability reporting from over 5,800 companies in 58 countries and jurisdictions. So that's the most extensive survey on, on the state of ESG reporting that we have to date. And, and what we found there is that social topics are now really pushed up the agenda for UK reporters, especially when it, it's compared to their global peers. So UK companies were ranked number one for acknowledging ESG factors into, as a risk to their business in sustainability reporting, but that also included 95% including disclosures on, on social matters. And in our conversations with companies, we're seeing them engaging with social topics, and that's starting to be reflected in their reporting. So for example, we saw a 13% increase in references to diversity in their annual reports in the, and accounts from last year. 71% of reporters included social metrics in their annual reports, and 57% included metrics on diversity inclusion, and also 50% on health and safety. But what's actually behind this and driving this focus? Well, we know that key stakeholders, such as employees, communities, and consumers, are expecting and actually demanding more transparency on companies and the impact that they're having on the world around them. However, also, Another key driver is this increasing demand for S and ESG data, and that's been driven by investors and capital markets, but as well by regulations that are driving this change. Mm, some interesting uh, trends and, and metrics coming out there. Um, I guess with so many different regulations which, which are coming down the track, there's going to be a lot of UK companies out there that may be struggling to know where to start. What would your message be to them, Tatiana? Many UK companies are already actually within the scope of a lot of mandatory um, and voluntary social disclosures. You know, for example, you know, a lot of reporters will already be including social topics in their annual reported accounts. That might be through their Section 172 statement on stakeholder engagement for companies required to produce a strategic report, 
or in standalone disclosures such as the gender pay gap reporting for employee employers of over 250 employees and also standalone modern slavery statements as well. So, you know, that's already covering quite a lot of UK reporters that have to um, disclose on social matters. But in practice, actually, the quality of reporting can vary. Um, and sometimes the risk of this is that, you know, disclosures against some of these can be a bit of a tick box exercise. But there's going to be more attention on the quality of social of disclosures. So let's take, you know, as an example, modern slavery statements. In 2022, the UK Financial Reporting Council, the FRC, published research looking at the sample of 100 major companies' modern slavery statements and also their strategic and governance reports within their annual reporting and accounts. And really overall, what they found is that modern slavery statements largely are descriptive and sometimes superficial with little attempt to critique performance. And that's been highlighted as an area of concern for the FRC. And reporters are going to need to get prepared for further attention on their social reporting and to get prepared for more UK regulations coming down the line. So on the 10th of May, 2022, the government announced a new slavery bill as part of the Queen's speech. Now, the purpose of that bill is to strengthen the protection and support for victims of human trafficking and slavery and increase the accountability of companies and other organizations to drive out modern slavery from their supply chains. One of the key elements of that bill will be to mandate reporting areas to be covered by modern slavery statements, requiring organizations to publish their statements on a government-run registry, extending these requirements to public bodies, and also introducing civil penalties for organizations that do not comply with those requirements. And it's not just modern slavery, there are other areas too. So for example, the FCA issued um, a policy statement on diversity and inclusion on company boards and executive management in April, 2022. And what this has done is introduced existing rules to require issuers to include a statement in their financial report to set out on a compliant explain basis whether they've met specific board diversity targets. Corporate governance rules that have also been expanded to encourage issuers to consider a much broader range of aspects of diversity that includes things like disability, ethnicity and socioeconomic background on the reporting of board diversity policies. So Inkscope companies are going to have to require, uh, going to be required to make those disclosures in their annual report for financial years starting on or after the 1st of April 2022. Okay, so, so that's the UK perspective, but, but what about from an international angle? Yeah, so that's actually where some of the biggest shifts are going to, to come from, uh, that international and regional regulation. That can include the International Sustainability Standard Board Standards, or the ISSB, and the EU Corporate Sustainability Reporting Directive, or the CSRD. So let's take those two in turn. UK reporters will potentially be in scope of much wider and deeper human capital, human rights and value chain disclosures via the ISSB. With the UK government's intention to locally adopt these standards, it's expected to bring material social topics on a range of, of social factors within the annual report and accounts and require detailed reporting of governance, strategy, risk management and metrics and targets in a similar way to mandatory climate reporting 
utilizes the Task Force for Climate Related Financial Disclosures or TCFD framework. Now, what this might mean is that, you know, material topics could be uh, included in the annual report and they're quite vast. They could include labor practices, human rights, community relations, labor relations, privacy, and cybersecurity. So that's one area where we're going to see much more attention and focus. Let's go secondly to the EU. So at the same time, a lot of UK reporters may also need to prepare their, their, their disclosures for the EU CSRD and its 12 sustainability standards. They also include all social standards covering disclosures on their own workforce, workers in their value chain, communities impacted by their operations, and the consumers and end users of their products and services. According to the Wall Street Journal, there's an estimated 10,000 companies outside of the EU that will be required to report in line with the CSRD from FY24 onwards. And we're already seeing quite a lot of UK and non-EU companies preparing their large EU subsidiaries for CSRD reporting from FY2025. They're also laying the groundwork for potential non-EU parent reporting covering global operations from FY2028. So there's a lot to be done there. Well, it certainly sounds like there is a lot to cover within the social space. What would be the tips and advice that you'd give our clients to deal with this uh, right now? I think the main thing to do is to really have a, a plan, you know, to think about a roadmap of what you're potentially in scope for and therefore what you need to prepare in terms of your disclosures and metrics to meet those regulatory requirements. What you can do then with that map is then set out a bit of a timeline and a plan of action and a reporting strategy. But let's remember, you know, why are we doing this? You know, ultimately, it's because this renewed focus is coming from our most important stakeholders. You know, they want to understand a bit more about how social factors are critical and material to, to reporters, their business and their operations and resilience over time. So ultimately, what hopefully we'll get to is a place where we have much more quality and useful reporting that covers these important critical social factors. Well, thanks, Satyana. Unfortunately, that's all we have time for in today's podcast, but it's certainly given our listeners uh, plenty to think about there. It's, it's been great chatting with you today, so many thanks. I guess my, my key takeaways from what we've covered is, firstly, there really needs to be a renewed focus and and and, uh, and covering a whole range of, of, of topics that, that all sit within the social uh, considerations banner. Secondly, there is a literal tidal wave of regulations at UK, EU and international level that, that companies need to be aware of and, and be prepared to deal with. And finally, it's important to create a roadmap and a plan and a timeline and to remember that the S in ESG is absolutely critical to, to the underlying business. We've got many more great guests in future episodes who are passionate about good governance, ESG and technology. So please do subscribe to our podcast to get alerted when new episodes are published. Thank you and goodbye for now. We can endlessly debate about our future, but now is the time to stop talking and start doing. ESG, environmental, social and governance, embeds positive impact into our actions, not just around climate change, but the whole fabric of society. At KPMG, we have the knowledge, ability and experience to guide business leaders to drive real change. ESG is now. Are you with us? Search KPMG ESG to find out more.